you are listening to the Booth Podcast, Saskatchewan's home for unfiltered sports analysis, hot takes, and wild, wild conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Booth Podcast. Happy Canada Day week going to be a good weekend of Canadian football for Canada Day coming up here. We are going to talk some of that and the week that was. As always, I am Reese Sean. be joined by Davey O'Doyle. How are we today, Dave? Uh, I mean, good, but, you know, we're going to have a holiday Friday, long weekend. That'll be nice, but yeah. uh, it'd be a lot nicer if the riders could, uh, you know, get a win. So we'll see how that goes. Let's hope. But we will jump right into it and recap the week that was in the CFL week three. And it started off with not a good one for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. One that we all thought, this can't be that bad. Montreal doesn't look that good. Well, Montreal from the first play of the game with the Chandler Worthy return touchdown on the opening kickoff went on to route the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 37 to 13. Oof. I what I I feel like the worst part about that game, honestly, is like Trevor Harris ripped apart our team. Yeah. He ripped apart that defense that we thought was so good. And now it's you're like, oh boy, how good is this team really? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like you can't just say like all oh, the they're not a good team because we know they are and they will be. But like yeah. this game looked like if you're going to define a game as like, hey, bad, bad situation, short week, burn the tape, this might be it, right? Exactly. Yeah, like you said, short week, you lost your starting center. That's that's tough to come around from. You got a guy who's never played a game in the CFL starting in center at ban- as Bandy and – I mean, that O-line struggled. I feel like they looked okay on the run, but anytime Cody dropped back to pass, he was he was outside of the pocket within three seconds. I mean, this is the same thing that happened all last season, right? For the last yeah. two or three years with the Riders, right? It's like now we're just playing an endless loop of this stuff. Which is such a contrast to what we've seen from the Riders in the past. It's always been such a strong O-line. And then maybe questions elsewhere on the team, but not the case here. I mean, like, Morrow looks good when he has the ball. That's something. But, like, to see this offense look like it's in from one week to the next, pretty much just regressed so badly is a bad sign, right? It is. But, I mean, one thing I would like to know is, like, I know Trevor Harris is a much better quarterback and makes Ottawa better. But, like, did we really – their defense play that bad. You know what I mean? Because we got roasted. We did. We didn't get the sacks that we've seen this team get. We saw the secondary got torched. It was just, yeah, it wasn't what we were used to seeing through the first two weeks. Right. I don't think it's a case of this is what our defense actually is. I still think it was the defense that we saw through the first two weeks. Right. And I think 
a lot of it can be contributed to the short week. Not all of it, of course, but a good portion can be. I mean, another thing is those guys need to figure out those penalties quick because this is two games in a row where you're going 10-plus penalties, right, and just shooting yourself in the foot over and over again. 100%. It's, And we've seen that from the Riders in the past, too. It's just mistakes. The mistakes yep. will cost you a game for sure. Yeah. And to make matters worse throughout all of this, on his first catch of the game, Shaq Evans breaks out first down. As he's going out of bounds, gets tackled. Broken ankle out six to eight weeks. Yeah, just just another thing to add on to the list of stuff that went wrong in the last four and a half quarters of football, right? Right. It's yeah. It's been a rough, rough go here for the riders. A thing that, to put a positive spin on this, at least it's happening in week three. Right. And not no. in week 13. Yeah. So we can hope. Guys get healthy, come back. When we're ready to make that playoff push, we're good to go. Yeah. But, yes, I guess on the Montreal side, yes, you said it. Trevor Harris looked good. Trevor Harris should definitely be the starter of this team. It's pretty ridiculous that there's a thought besides that. When you saw the efficiency of the offense against a good Riders defense compared to what it was before, right? wasn't even close yeah. to stay at night. And you know – I can say with pretty confidently Trevor Harris is going to start this game on Saturday between Saskatchewan and Montreal, but they're going to make it. Who's going to start Vernon's back from the COVID list. Who's going to start? Well, no, it's going to be Trevor Harris. Don't try and play around with this. We all literally be an idiot. If you put Vernon Adams in after that, right? Yeah. So yes, that one does end a 37 to 13 win for the Montreal Alouettes. These two teams, like I said, do meet again this week on Saturday, Canada Day weekend, July 2nd. So we'll talk about that one a little bit here later in the podcast, but we'll move on to the second game of the week. The Grey Cup rematch. It was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats this time in Winnipeg. And this was a close one for the first half. And then Hamilton imploded again. Yeah. And it's a broken record on that one, right? Right. Um, Hamilton just, they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're just making mistakes. Both of Dane Evans' interceptions in this game came off drops from his receivers. One turned into a Willie Jefferson pick six. So. I don't really think there's, it doesn't seem like there's that much to say for this. You know what I mean? Hamilton's doing what they've been doing and Winnipeg has great players that can capitalize on that stuff. Right. I mean, like you want to, if you're Hamilton fan, maybe you want to think like, Hey, well, at least that first half is something to look at, but like, there's no moral victories when you get your own three and you just blow it every time. Right. Exactly. You see the guys, the, I, I say the guys that you can specifically see, Simone Lawrence imploding a little bit on Twitter and right. just getting really fired up from guys giving him criticism and things like that. So this is this is a team that's not too used to losing. Again, they've been in 
back-to-back Grey Cups and like three in the past five years. So it's tough. It's tough to lose after you've had success like that. I mean, there has it. I wonder what is going on behind the scenes if something else is going on because in the Steinauer era of the Ticats, it's just this is so unlike them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like. I almost wondered was Mazzoli more well liked than we thought? Is there something else going on? Like I don't know what to make of this, but Winnipeg's good. They won again. Hamilton's bad. They lost again. Right? Yeah. That's 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 the story. It's. I wonder if there's a little bit of something on Dave and Evans' mind right now. Of he has to prove that Hamilton made the right decision in keeping him over Jeremiah, and he's got to get that out of that his head if that's what he's thinking, because yeah. that's not going to bring you success. Right? They have confidence in you. They literally let him go. So do your job. Yeah, I think this was the the biggest game for this Winnipeg defense so far. Um, Willie Jefferson, Jefferson seemed to get in his groove. Um, they hadn't been in quite yet this year. And of course, it's week three. Of course, skies aren't totally in their groove yet. That's to be expected. But with an interception for a touchdown and a sack, Willie was looking good. Yeah. And that whole defense was. Yep. I mean, yeah, if you like defense, this was the game for you because it was a, or if you like rouges and field goals too, I should say, because it was a 26 12 game and there was one touchdown in the whole game. So, yeah. Yeah. Not the most exciting game in the world, but if you like defense and field goal kickers, then it's a game for you. It. That was paradise right there. <laughs> yes. 26 to 12 victory for the Winnipeg Blue Mombers. They are 3 and 0. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are 0 and 3. What else is new? Yeah. Moving on to Saturday, it was the Battle of Alberta, and it was the most exciting game of the week here. This one was a good one. Um, Edmonton is is right there. They're they're close to getting that win. That's back to back games where they've had a ten point loss. So that's promising at least. I was going to say, that's my takeaway from this game as well was, um, you know what Calgary is, you know the players they have, you know what Craig Dickinson will do for him, right? Or for Dave Dickinson, sorry, Dave Dickinson will do for him. Um, But Edmonton came out and played some really good football, honestly. Really frisky ball. The defense was was pretty good. Our buckle was, you know, taking his shots. I thought I was really impressed with what Edmonton did in that game. I agree with you 100%. They're, break, they're breaking out just to show what kind of team they are. Um, I mean, obviously, great job for Calgary getting another win. That matters, but yeah. I was impressed with Edmonton, right? Yeah, surprisingly, this was a, the cleanest game I think both these teams have played all year. Yeah, I mean, this was the first game from the Calgary side that I don't think I've had a question about Bo Levi Mitchell. Right. Um. 21 of 28 for 321 yards and a touchdown. Like that's a great stat line to have a quarterback. There is no reason he should be questioning that guy as a starter with that start stat line. Mm-hmm. Kadeem Carey too, 19 for 91 and a touchdown. I think Kadeem Carey is going to be the number one back in this league for the next few years here. 
I, I don't remember what group chat I put that in, but I said he's the best back in the league right now. Yeah. That's yeah. what I – like, I thought that at the end of last year. I was like, man, this dude is – if this dude plays like this next year, nobody's better than him, right? No. He just has – he has more – Stan Mack's a great runner, but Kadeem Carey's just – he has such – he has a wide variety of skills yeah. that Stanback doesn't have, right? Exactly. He's the full package and the guy can really go, right? Yeah. And then talk, I think the star of the show was Malik Henry. Uh, <laughs> six catches, 173 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Kind of took over this yeah, game. He was all over. He was all yeah. over that second half. Yeah. Yep. Really took it over. So that's good to see too from a Calgary standpoint. Going back to Edmonton, um, a guy that's been disappointing to watch this year, James Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm not trying to put James Wilder's name in the dirt because I am, because I dislike James Wilder a lot. See? Um, he's just a cocky guy. He's just ever since he's been in this league, he's, he says nothing but negative things about this league. Um, but yeah, just been super mediocre this year. I think this is his third straight game of 40 yards rushing. I, I have no, I have no beef with James Wilder, but he is playing like dog shit. Yeah. He's just saying that like, I have no beef with the guy, but yeah, he had a big thing on Twitter this week. He was upset that CFL drug tested him twice in five days. I I just responded with, yeah, uh, CFL, what are we doing? Why are we wasting perfectly good drug tests on 40-yard rushers? So, <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to start some heat, eh? I don't like the guy. I just, oh, he, he, he gets on my nerves. All right, fair enough, man. Um, congratulations, Bo Levi Mitchell. 150th game in the CFL, I believe it was. So oh, yeah. good for him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was the best game of the week. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't watch the entire game, but what I did was really good. Good to yeah, see. Yeah, I watched the second half of the game, and I enjoyed yeah. the second half, right? Good to see Manny Arsenal get back involved, get in the end zone, get his touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is Edmonton is almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Absolutely. We know Calgary's good. They can finish games. They can win games. And Edmonton's getting close, right? Yeah. Then, so yes, that one finishes. Uh, sorry, I said it was a 10-point win. It ended up being a 7-point win for Calgary. 30-23 uh, to 23 was the final from Calgary. The final game of the week. I was really interested about this game. I was like, these feel like two evenly matched teams for me, two teams we haven't seen a ton from yet. And BC might be the best team in the league right now. Like, that was I don't, a route, 44 to, to three. I'm not willing to say they're the best team in the league yet. But, like, man, it's – look how explosive that, that offense is. Look at that defense holding it down. That's going to be impressive when they play some uh, some West teams yeah. and really start throwing down to see how good BC really is because they look great. Exactly. I think, yeah, obviously we can't say BC is the best team in the league right now, but it's interesting to see that that could be true. In coming yeah. weeks, 100% could be true. Like I said, if, they, if they're putting up points on 
us and Winnipeg and Calgary and winning these games, then it's undisputed, right? But I need to yeah. see those games before I crown them king. But like looking at this game, Rourke is an absolute stud. Butler's a stud. The defense has a lot of experienced guys on that back end, TJ Lee, Delvin Bro, and they're holding it down now. They're playing really well. Yep. You you mentioned him. Rourke is just on fire, sets the record for most single most passing yards in a single game by a Canadian quarterback in this one. He tied the record for touchdowns in a game by a Canadian quarterback last year or last week. So I think soon we're going to get to the conversation if Rourke is as good as this, where we're going to stop mentioning like, oh, the record for Canadian, this, this, and this, he'll just be like among the best quarterbacks, right? Exactly. He's just going to be in the question for, can he break this single game passing yards? I don't think anybody's going to touch that because Dunnigan threw for like 700 yards in a game one time. So, um, but we'll see. Maybe Rourke, maybe we can get it. The Canadians can get it. I'm just ready for it to be like, oh, this guy's a really damn good quarterback. Not like, yeah, this guy has this Canadian record because he's Canadian, 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 Canadian. Like, no, man, just he's a good quarterback. He's going to break all the Canadian records pretty quick here if if he stays on base. So, uh, we'll be able to shut up about it after he gets them all. We'll see if he can break a bunch of records because he is getting a lot of interest now from across the league and across the media and everything, but also from NFL scouts now. So, be interesting to see if Rourke does play good enough to get down south. I'm sure he would take the opportunity in a heartbeat. Spent his college days down there with University of Ohio, so knows knows the area. So we'll see. Um, I can, I'll assume he's going to be in the CFL for years to come, but will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the biggest negative here for BC. Brian Burnham out for at least a few weeks, I think, with broken ribs after a big hit he took in the game. So a little bit of a down step there at receiver, but didn't seem to matter. That happened earlier in the game, and they still went on to win 44-3. to three, So I think the biggest down step in this game is Toronto. Where you been? What are you doing? They just didn't show up. They didn't show anything. Like, you guys were first in the East last year. What is this? You haven't played enough to win a game yet because you're in week two after your bye in week one, you played Montreal and you lost on a missed 20 yard field goal. You Toronto didn't do enough to win that game. Right. And now you come out and put up a three point effort and your defense puts up a 44 point against effort. So come on. Looks tough. Looks bad. And I'm going to say highlight of this game, not Nathan Rourke, not that defense. It's going to be fullback David Mackey getting 16 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. Let's go. Put some, put some respect on the fullback position. Yes, sir. Bring it back. Bring it. Love I it. want to see, I want to see eight receptions a game to the flats. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Exactly. I've loved seeing the riders dressing multiple fullbacks Absolutely. for every game this year. It's been great to see. Yep. So yes, that wraps up the week with the 44 to three victory for the Toronto Argonauts. We will jump right in from that to what did this week do to change up our power rankings? And I'll tell you, it did a lot. 
to change up our power rankings. These power rankings are a lot different than we saw last week. We were, I'll say it, we were wrong. We were wrong on those power rankings. We are going to start this off with number nine. It is a new number nine. Edmonton showed us enough, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats have not. At 0-3, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to fall to the ninth position in our power rankings. I mean, I guess the thing is, like, yeah, there's other 0-3 teams, but none of them implode and look pathetic all by their own doing, like Hamilton does, right? Like, they just look terrible. And you shoot yourself in the foot, you let yourself, you let everybody down. That's what you get. You're number nine in the power rankings, right? You've had struggles getting in the end zone. You've had complete implosions. You've just, I know you've played Winnipeg, Calgary, and Saskatchewan. That's tough. But you got to show something in those games. You're still playing a football game. We should still see you be able to play football. So, yes, number nine is the Hamilton Tiger Cats. At number eight, it will be the Edmonton Elks. They're right there. See, they're about to win some games. They're going they to are. do it. We can't put them any higher because they haven't won anything yet, but that team looks good, and they're about to break out. I wouldn't be surprised to see them move higher. They yep, did enough yep. to out to Hamilton, so eight for now, but on the rise. On the rise. At number seven, the Toronto Argonauts. We just said it. You didn't do enough to win any games this year. They looked pretty stinky the whole time, to be honest. I like, what are you doing? What happened to the team that we saw last year? Like, nothing changed that much. You know what changed is you added Andrew Harris. (laughs) (laughs) That should not make you a worse team. Yeah, they look pretty stinky. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know what to what to make of it, right? I don't. I don't really know what's happening. Um, I'm wondering if it's a little bit of overflow from the implosion that happened in the East Final last year. Let's not forget that the East Final ended with Toronto Argonauts players in the stands fighting Hamilton Tiger Cats fans. So that feels like the start of a downfall to me, if anything. So. I mean, we'll, we'll see if they get back on track, but so far you've done nothing but looked awful, so you're number seven. Yeah. And at number six, after an amazing effort and a good win over a strong team, it is the Montreal Alouettes. I, mean, I would say if Ottawa wasn't on their bye ahead of them, they would probably be higher. I just don't want to drop a team on their bye week. Yeah, I mean, you have to take into account the other games Montreal played too, where they weren't terribly impressive. But like I said, this week, Harris came to play. The defense yep. held up their end of the bargain, exposed the Riders' O line. Like they look good, right? Yeah. Keep that up, you'll move up quick. But six, sure uh, six for this week, right? Six for this week, and again, playing Saskatchewan again this week. So that'll be telling to see if it was a one-week wonder or if this is the team this Alouette's team is and this Riders' team is. So. Right. At number five on the bye week this week, like I said, it is the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, first two weeks against Winnipeg, they lost both of those, but showed a lot against the defending Grey Cup champs. So yeah. enough to put you in that five position for sure. Kind of yep. dead center we'll of this league right now. Yep, we'll see how they how they do coming up here, but five for now. 
at four, a little bit of a fall from grace for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here coming in in this fourth position. But it was a short week. You had key injuries. I mean, and I mean, the injury to Shaq Evans, too, definitely puts this team in a hole and kind of puts them down on the power rankings a little bit. So hopefully that was just a, uh, you know, uh, bad week, burn the film, move on. Hopefully we rebound, but I, I hope they don't stay at four for four or lower for any longer, but we have no choice but to move them to four this week. No choice. At three, on the huge rise down f- from number seven up to three is the BC Lions. Yeah, they're laying, they're laying a whooping on people, right? Yeah. They're an impressive looking team, man. If they can keep that up, they're going to be one. But they're moved all the way up to three because they laid a whooping on the team that finished first in East last year. Yeah. I think when we saw the game that BC and Edmonton played in week one, we really attributed it to Edmonton such a bad team. And I'm wondering now if we should have been attributing to that to BC is an amazing team. Yeah, I think. And Edmonton's not that bad. <laughs> no, they've had close games with good teams, right? So we're going to see, but like BC might be really, really good. Yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting to see BC play those teams in Winnipeg, Calgary, and Saskatchewan. At number two, moving up a little bit after a good game with Edmonton, it is the Calgary Stampeders. So I think those guys are like, I mean, they're they're just a really solid team who knows how to win, right? There's nothing really more to say. Like we said a few weeks ago, if Bo Levi's playing good, that team is playing good. So Bo played really good this week. They got the win. Everybody played good. So Calgary's on the up to number two. I mean, until that team like until that team actually loses, like it's gonna be hard to like move them down, right? Exactly. Bo plays well, they're well coached, they're a good team. You deserve me number two. Yeah. And at number one, still at number one, it is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They're 3-0. How can we move them down from the number one spot? I just want them to lose a game. I do, too. I just want to move them down. But... Playing I mean, Toronto this week, I don't know if that's going to happen. No, it'll be Toronto. So they're going to keep winning games. Good, good for you guys. Woohoo! Woohoo! is number one. So there is the power rankings this week. Running through it one more time. Hamilton at nine. Edmonton at eight. Toronto at seven. Montreal at six. Ottawa at five. Saskatchewan at four. BC at three. Calgary at two. And Winnipeg at number one. That does wrap up power rankings for week four. And before we jump into our predictions for this week and our game previews, we're going to make a little bit of a different prediction. We've seen all teams play at least two games. Right. And that gives us a little bit of a baseline of information to make some predictions on how the standings are going to finish this year. So we'll start out East. And we we're going to start at the number four, the fourth place team in the East. Who's it going to be, Dave? I don't know if it's going to stay that way, but I, I want to see Hamilton. 
Because it seems like that's just the trend, and the trend is not changing. No. I want to say Hamilton, but I don't know. I don't almost I almost want to say Toronto, but I don't know if any of these teams are good. Honestly, I don't know. That's the problem with the East right now, is they don't it doesn't seem strong. No. We've always said that in the past. The East is the weaker division, but this really seems like this year it's a weak East division. Yeah. I am going to say the fourth place team is going to be Hamilton on my my standings. Toronto coming in at three as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll take that. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Number two, Montreal, Montreal. I have Montreal sure. there as well. I think, I, I think Trevor Harris is going to take that team places. They want to go. Right. I think so too. Um, be good. I think Montreal gets good crowds when they host playoff games. Yeah. I think that's when the, the faithful fans will come out to the games and actually get into it. So I like seeing playoff games in Montreal. Yep. And that does leave for both of us. The number one team in the East will be the Ottawa Red Blacks. I mean, this is really early predictions. We don't know this for sure, right? We've only seen, this is us saying Ottawa to 0-2 is going to win the East, right? We don't know that. But for how these teams look, if these trends continue, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ottawa is a strong team. They've only played Winnipeg, so it's it's a tricky sample size we have for them. But the fact that they didn't look bad, and now that we've seen Winnipeg play another team in Hamilton, Ottawa looked a lot better versus Winnipeg than Hamilton did. Yeah. So both me and Dave agree with East. It's Hamilton at four, Toronto at three, Montreal at two, and Ottawa at one. Moving out west, who's your fifth place team in the West Division? I think Edmonton's going to get some wins, but I still think they're probably five, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be quite a, they're going to be five by quite a bit still. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with, I mean, they are a weaker team, but it's the fact that the rest of the West is so strong right now. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, it's Edmonton at five. At four? So I don't, I'm, this is a hard one because this team will cross over. Yeah. I don't think Toronto is going to be good enough to, to beat one of these West teams. I think this is going to be a crossover team. I almost want to say Saskatchewan, but I don't know that for sure. No, I, I don't know that because Winnipeg looks beatable. Calgary, for all we know, they've just played close games the whole time. That might swing the other way. We don't know how good BC truly is yet. <sighs> Just, then this might look bad on me after. I'm going to say BC here. Mm-hmm. BC at four and they cross over. But this team might be the best team in the league because they've yeah. been destroying people. So we don't know. I'm going to say Calgary at four. Yep, I, I think they have been playing close games and it's going to be really close when it comes down to the end of the season on who is going to be that fourth place team who is going to cross over to the East. And it's going to be the question we always hear of, do you want to cross over the East? Yes. This looks weak. Would this be the year that a West team makes it to the great cup? And I did say it before. This looks like maybe one of the weaker East divisions we've had. I would say it is definitely possible this year to have a West versus West great cup. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine a West versus West? You can imagine like if 
Saskatchewan to where it could end up crossing over and Winnipeg won the West. And we that's had... kind of what I want. That's kind of what I want, honestly. Oh, wouldn't that wouldn't that end up being a Winnipeg be the home team? In Mosaic versus the Riders? They would be, but, you know, I mean, once they got out of the Riders dressing room, it would be absolute sea of green carnage. They'd have no shot, right? No shot. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put Calgary at four yep. and crossing over into the right. East. Right. Who's at three on your list? I'll have Calgary at three. Okay. I think, yeah, like I said, I, I could see them honestly crossing over. That was almost my choice. But I decided BC just because I don't want to believe the hype too much at this point. Yeah. But I think Calgary is still probably just going to be the team that a couple of these close games don't go their way. Um, they're solid, but I still see when they're playing the most upside, probably Saskatchewan's a little bit better. Winnipeg has shown they're better. So I'll still put Calgary here at three. Yeah. At three, I'm going to put the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah. I think – this team is a strong team when they're healthy. Yep. Right now they're not healthy and it's going to cost them wins right now. Right. Obviously we're going to be in a good position come the end of the season. We'll get players back. We'll get Shaq back and Kyran and maybe we'll have added some, some depth and some starters on that offensive line at that point, but it's going to take a while for this team to start really blowing teams out of the water and not playing close games. Um, they're going to lose a few. This isn't going to be the undefeated and and kind of, this isn't going to be 2013 where we were really felt like it was our destiny to win this great cup. Right. It's going to be a hard fought battle to get to Regina and win this great cup. Um, and it's going to have to go through, I guess you can look at my list right now. It's going to have to go through BC and Winnipeg. Yep. So, at number two, who is finishing second in the West? I mean, I'm just going to – a lot of my rankings right now for the West especially are based on how the last three seasons have gone. I think unless something massive changes, these are kind of consistent, right? So, I have Saskatchewan again at two. Yeah. <laughs> the, the injury thing is concerned. It's almost why I put them as the crossover team. Because, like I said, this might cost us three or four games right now, this rough patch. But I'm, I'm going to hold out the faith and say they're still the second-best team in this division um, as far as the power of the standings will go. It'll cost us some games. Our defense will hold up, though. We'll get the guys back. Our line will get better, and we'll finish second, right? Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm going to have Winnipeg finishing second oh, on my list. Yeah. Um, They'd be good. Yep. They'd be good. But I feel like the pendulum's swinging and it's time for a West shakeup in these standings. And right. BC is going to be that team that just comes in, might just be one year, and they're just going to shake things up. And it's going to be close. It's going to be a hard-fought battle at the end there between Winnipeg and BC for who's going to get the bye and who's going to get the West final at home. And I'm going to say Winnipeg finishes too. So – and then you said BC one, eh? Yeah, that means BC one on my list. I, I I want to believe that for how impressive they've been, but it's a two game sample, right? Yeah. Like I said I want to believe that, but I'm still basing this off of the last two or three years and how things have gone. 
But like Freeway said, we this could be BC's breakout year. Nathan Rourke could be really, really good, right? Yep. I could see it. I definitely could, but I still have I think it's not even gonna be close to those other years, but I think Winnipeg will finish first, but it'll be like they're one game ahead of like Saskatchewan and Calgary, right? Like it'll be real close, but I still have Winnipeg one. They're still winning games. I think they'll continue to win games. Not win the same amount, but they'll still win games. And it looks like they'll probably finish first yeah. for me. I think this is going to be such an interesting season where we probably see BC, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Calgary all clinch playoffs Yeah, with a good few weeks to go. Yeah. And then there is a hard-fought few weeks of trying to decide who's going to finish where, who's crossing over, who's getting the bye, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, just to recap, the West Division, I have Edmonton, Calgary. No, what did I say? Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, BC. Yeah, and then I you have Edmonton, Edmonton BC, Calgary, Edmonton, BC, Calgary, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg. Yeah, in the first. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I think this East Division it's going to be mediocre to watch. It's going to be a lot of blowouts when they play West Division teams. But this race in this West division is going to be so fun. And I wouldn't say there's a 0% chance that Edmonton doesn't get it going and, and put their name in their hat too. So we'll see what happens. Yep. But it is only, it's only week four. We got a long way to go till we can be talking playoffs. But for now, we will talk week four, and we will pick some games here. So starting it off on Thursday night, we have the BC Lions and the Ottawa Red Blacks in Ottawa. Hey, that's a good game. I like that game. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah. And there's a real chance that it ends up just like BC's other games where they blow Ottawa out of the water, but... I could also see a scenario where Ottawa comes in and wins this game. Yeah. It's – I think there's really potential for this game to go a couple ways. And it's either going to be a real good close. game or a real bad game. <laughs> I almost think it's going to be close. I honestly think this will probably be the best team that BC's played. And I think Ottawa's really – they're going to be raring to go off their bye week, raring to show that – 0-2 is not what they are. They just played Winnipeg twice, right? Yeah. I think this will be good. I do too. I think what we saw out of Masoli through two weeks has been very good. And what we've seen out of Nathan Rourke through two weeks has been amazing. So I think you've got a good QB matchup here. Um if I have to pick a winner, I think I'm still going BC. Yeah, I'm going to pick BC too. And the only reason I'm going to say that's because I think the BC defense, I think, is going to be better. Because they got guys on the back end, TJ Lee, Delvin Bro, who are really, really good, right? I think they'll give Mazzoli some fits. But I think this game will be really close. Like, I think this game could be a one-score game. But I'll, I'll still pick BC to win it. Yeah. Moving on to the second game of the week, the Canada Day game from Hamilton. It will be the Ticats and the Elks. 
I think the Elks are going to win by like 13 points, man. Honestly, I just don't. I just think Hamilton's just going down. You know what I mean? Their guys are having little freakouts on the internet. You know what I mean? They're losing games. I think Edmonton's Chris Jones is going to get those guys locked in to get their first win, and they'll do it. I think the Elks are going to come out and have a good game and win it. I do too. I'm going to pick the Elks in this one too. I just think I haven't seen enough out of Hamilton and I've seen something out of Edmonton. It's yeah, not been you. amazing, but it's something and that's more than I've seen from Hamilton. I think each each time Hamilton plays, I almost think it looks worse. Yeah. And each time Edmonton plays, they've got better. Yeah. So I something's got to give here, right? The one outlier was Hamilton playing Calgary where they looked really good through one half. And then it was all wiped away by the implosion that they had. Um, what can you say? They just, they don't look good. And Edmonton looks okay. Yeah. Yep. The third game of the weekend, the rematch from last week in Montreal, this time in Saskatchewan, it will be the Rough Riders taking on the Alouettes from Mosaic Stadium. I'm just going to play the averages, right? They're not going to win both. Right. The Riders are going to win this one at home, not on a short week this time. <laughs> um, it just seems like the Riders are going to come out embarrassed about how the last game was for them. They're going to hear a lot of the talk about, is that team really any good? And I think they're going to figure it out. One way or the other, I think this team, it'll probably be this defense pulling up its socks like it always does yeah. and bringing us back. But that's probably what it's going to be. But I think I'm going to, I'll pick the Riders, right? Yeah, I'm going to pick the Riders too. I'm going to kind of go kind of like what you said, and it's going to be purely on this defense because I think this offense is going to struggle. Yeah. This O-line is going to continue to struggle. Cody's not going to have the time to throw the ball. He's not going to have Shaq Evans still. It's going to be Duke or Schaefer Baker or Mitch Picton. It's not going to be the number one guys in here. Duke is the number one guy, I think, still, but yeah. Shaq's Cody's guy and and Kyran's the the dump it off and and let him make moves that we don't have right now. So um on a highlight for this offense, I will say I've liked seeing Schaefer Baker get involved in the run game yeah. on lots of those sweeps and things. I think those they'll play a lot. Think Montreal be ready for those though after just watching film. If I can tell you that on this podcast, Montreal sure as shit knows they got to watch out for that. I think this this team is going to need a really heavy concentration of that short game stuff, yeah, and then really make it count when they hit their shots on Duke deep. Right, they're going to have to really make it count. But yeah, so far we're on the sweep. Right, are we going to change it up here with the? For some reason, I don't know why, CFL, the Monday nighter what? between this Winnipeg and Toronto. Monday, Monday night game? <laughs> I have no clue. At first, I was like, is Monday the holiday for some reason? But no, Friday is the holiday. I have no clue. I mean, 4th of July, let's go America in the Canadian Football League. Like, I don't know. 4th of July. Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus Toronto Argonauts. I mean, Toronto looks stinky. Winnipeg looks good. That's as much as I can say about that one. Looks like another win for the Bombers. I think it does. I think 
the only asterisks I'll put beside it is Toronto hasn't showed much, and I think they've been hearing that they haven't showed much. So is there a chance that they pull up their socks for this one and actually make a go of it? Uh, Toronto was the only team to like truly beat Winnipeg last year when they were on an undefeated run. And I think the only other teams to beat Winnipeg were when they were resting players in the final weeks of the season. So um, Toronto has showed something against Winnipeg in the past and are ready to pull up their socks and finally get a win this season. Well, they did get a win this season, but truly get a win this season. For that reason, and because upsets do happen in this league, I'm going to pick Toronto. Right, I'm, I'm going to keep it safe and still pick Winnipeg. But that's probably I, the I smart kinda, move. But I kind of hope something frisky does happen and Toronto wins this one. I, w- I mean, we'll always cheer against BC. You know we will. So that wraps it up. A sweep, we're both taking BC. A sweep, we're both taking Edmonton. A sweep, we're both taking Saskatchewan. Dave's going Winnipeg. I'm going Toronto. There we go. That is our week four pick them in the CFL. Dave, any closing thoughts as we go into week four here? Uh, just first of all, happy Canada Day to everybody. Hope everybody has a good, safe weekend. And uh, I don't know where, where Brett Jones is somewhere, but I hope he's uh, getting ready to put green on anyways. That's all. We can have our fingers crossed for sure. Also, Brennan Labatt, if you're listening to this for some reason, please come back. <laughs> if you're a really elite caliber offensive line, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders want you. And so- anyone, anyone, anybody. Fuck it, JC Treader, let's go. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how good you are. Saskatchewan needs you. <laughs> we'll pay you anything. Not as much as you could get paid in the NFL, but we can try to pay you a lot. Okay. We can try. Just the province of Saskatchewan, the government of Saskatchewan will pay you a lump sum at the start of the <laughs> no signing bonus. Nobody will like it, but this is the great cup year where there's a Saskatchewan Rough Riders tax now, and it's just a salary for linemen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the monthly tax is just the O-line tax. It's, we need it's to rebuild, guys. It's only going to be for like four months. Just chill. Yeah. You, you can handle it. You can handle it. Just chill. Yes, as Dave said, happy Canada Day weekend. Um, stay safe. Eat your burgers. Eat your dogs. Watch some fireworks. Watch some CFL football. Um, we will be back next week to recap week four and preview week five in the CFL. Go check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the booth EC. Go get some merch. There's some Canada stuff on there if you need to stock up for Canada Day. As always, I've been Rich. He's been Dave. This has been the Booth Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Booth Podcast.